0: I don't know if I look shiny because I just tried to drink water with my face, but (laughs) um, here we go. Um, We are going to read the second story in Three Histories of Reincarnation, Chapter 4 of Coming Back. Mm -hmm. It is called A Victim of Affection. Do you want to do where I read the main part and or the other way around and then the other one reads any actual quoted lines? That way it differentiates easily the quotes. You know, like if I'm reading and then I say like, let's I'll give you an example. If I'm reading through and then I go, and as the sun rose, he recited the following mantra. And since that's in quotes, you would read the mantra and or the other way around. Or do you want me just to read? I don't know. Let's try it for a page okay. or two. And if it feels weird, then we'll do it. But I'll, I'll read the main part since you just did a bunch of reading. Okay. And then um, we'll, we'll go, you'll take over for the quotes. <clears throat> and then you can okay. try to be a little in character or whatever. Just give it some oomph. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So, a victim of affection. As a person puts on new garments, giving up old ones, the soul similarly accepts new material bodies, giving up the old and useless ones. Like I would threw useless in there. BG-222. In the first century BC, the Roman poet Ovid penned, Ovid, Ovid, Ovid penned these verses describing the fate of an unfortunate person who, by his actions and desires, slid a few notches down the evolutionary scale. I am ashamed to tell you, but I will tell. I had bristles bristles sprouting on me. I could not speak, but only grunting sounds came out instead of words. I felt my mouth grow harder. I had a snout instead of a nose, and my face bent over to see the ground. My neck swelled up with great muscles, and the hand that lifted the cup to my lips made footprints on the ground. Metamorphosis, Metamorphosis is what that's from. Srimad Bhagavatam, composed some 3,000 years before Ovid's time, contains the following unique story (laughs) that dramatically reveals the principles of reincarnation in action. India's great and pious monarch, King Bharat, due to his extreme attachment to a deer, had to spend one life in a deer's body before again attaining a human form.
1: So Maharaj Bharat, um, to anyone that's not familiar, India prior, and actually I heard talk that India was potentially looking at maybe change they've since changed like names of cities that the British changed back to their original. Oh, nice. And I I was hearing somewhere on like YouTube or wherever that they were contemplating changing India back to Bharat. Bharat Varsha. Which oh. was the Bharat Varsha was the name of India which means the land of Bharat. And who was him the guy we're about to read about. He was the king of all of India, great emperor.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. Cool. <clears throat> King Bharat was a wise and experienced Maharaj who one might have thought would rule for hundreds of years. But while in the prime of life, he renounced everything, his queen, family, and vast empire, and went to the forest. In so doing, he was following the advice of the great sages of ancient India who recommend that one devote the latter part of one's life to self-realization. King Bharat knew that his position as a great monarch was not permanent. Therefore, he did not try to keep the royal throne until death. Good lesson in detachment there. Mm -hmm. (coughs) After all, even a king's body ultimately becomes dust, ashes, or food for worms and other animals. But within the body is the imperishable soul, the real self. Through the process of yoga, the self can be awakened to its true spiritual identity. Once this occurs, the soul need not spend another term of imprisonment within a material body understanding that the real purpose of life is to free oneself from the cycle of reincarnation. King Bharat journeyed to a sacred place of pilgrimage called Pulahashram
1: Pula Pula Pula
0: in, in the foothills of the Himalayas. There, the former king lived alone in the forest along the bank of the Gandaki River. Instead of his royal dress, he now wore only a deerskin garment. His hair and beard grew long and matted and always appeared wet because he bathed, bathed three times a day in the river. Each morning, Bharat worshipped the Supreme Lord by chanting the hymns given in in the RG Veda? What is RG? Rig Veda. Veda, And as the sun rose, he recited the following mantra.
1: The Supreme Lord is situated in pure goodness. He illuminates the entire universe. By virtue of his different potencies, he maintains all living beings desiring material enjoyment, and he bestows all benediction upon his devotees.
0: Later in the day, he collected various fruits and roots, and as recommended in the Vedic scriptures, he offered these simple edibles to Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and then took them for his food. Even though he had been a great king surrounded by worldly opulence, now, by the strength of his austerities, all his desires for material enjoyment vanished. Thus he became free of the root cause of bondage in the cycle of birth and death. By his constant meditation upon the Personality of Godhead, Bharat began to experience symptoms of spiritual ecstasy. His heart was like a lake filled with the water of ecstatic love, and when his mind bathed itself in that lake, tears of joy flowed from his eyes. One day, while Bharat was meditating near the bank of the river, a doe came there to drink. While she drank, a lion in the forest nearby roared loudly. The doe was pregnant, and as she jumped in great fear and ran from the river, A baby deer fell from her womb into the swiftly flowing waters. Wow, just like that. (coughs) Whoops. The doe, shivering in fright and weak from the miscarriage, entered a cave where she soon died. As the sage observed the fawn floating down the river, he felt great compassion. Bharat lifted the animal from the water and knowing it to be motherless, brought it to his ashram. Bodily differences are meaningless from the viewpoint of a learned transcendentalist. Because Bharat was self-realized, he saw all living beings with equal vision, knowing that both the soul and the super-soul are present within the bodies of all. He daily fed the deer with fresh green grass and tried to make it comfortable. Soon, however, he began to develop great attachment for the deer. He lay down with it, walked with it, bathed with it, and even ate with it. When he wanted to enter the forest to collect fruits, flowers, and roots, he would take the deer with him fearing that if he left it behind, it would be killed by dogs, jackals, or tigers. Bharat took great pleasure seeing the deer leap and frolic in the forest like a child. Sometimes he would carry the fawn on his shoulders. His heart was so filled with love for the deer that he would keep it on his lap during the day and when he slept. The deer would rest upon his chest. He was forever petting the deer and would sometimes even kiss it. Thus his heart became bound to the deer in affection. This is something very familiar for a lot of people with pets pets dogs and cats yeah
1: it, yeah,
0: yeah, you get attached just like you would get attached to a human um, I also like the fact that they mention here how much he's working on like this is a process for him, you know he's 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 doing this everyday austerities uh, chanting prayers, uh focusing his mind. It's not like he just magically gave it all up he's exactly. he's working hard day and night to do it, and it's a still yeah. when he was in this great place mentally. He gave Out of up the
1: entire uh, kingdom, but now Now deer, he's becoming attached to a deer. Yeah, like, it just shows it just, like, how bam. easy
0: it is. Even with him doing everything, he's still kind of allowing attachment to rule his decisions. Not to yeah. say that you and can't care for something. from
1: a good place. Oh, yeah. He thinks, can't oh, to man, you know, I, But the, the, the equal vision that he had when he rescued the deer from the river is now becoming clouded by... It's becoming almost, material, I guess, like... Attachment. Oh, it's almost oh, selfish, the attachment, yeah, as opposed yeah. to it being for a service. Well, I'm the care- now he's right. fooling himself into thinking, I'm the caretaker of the right. deer. If, if I'm not here, what would happen to the deer? Yeah. But, yeah.
0: Being attached to raising the deer, Bharat gradually became neglectful of his meditation upon the Supreme Lord. He thus became distracted from the path of self-realization, which is the actual goal, goal of human life. The vedas remind us that the human form is obtained only after the soul undergoes millions of births in lower species of life this material world is sometimes compared to an ocean of birth and death and the human body is compared to a solid boat designed to cross this ocean that's cool Mm -hmm. the vedic scriptures and the saintly teachers or spiritual masters are compared to expert boatmen and the facilities of the human body are compared to favorable breezes that help the boat ply smoothly to its desired destination I yeah. think
1: by i'm sorry no, you're good. I think by when it 's saying favorable facilities mm-hmm. it's meaning your senses but controlled senses senses that are not our ability to reason around like
0: ah. i think it's our ability to reason, which separates us from a lot of which the is,
1: other... well i mean intelligence right? right so that is you know yeah. kind of one of the We have our physical senses that also the animals have, but then we have... Yeah, we have that additional... uh, You know, some ego and, you know, whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If, with all these facilities, a person does not fully utilize his life for self-realization, then he commits spiritual suicide and risks taking his next birth in an animal body. However, even though Bharat was aware of these considerations, he thought to himself... (coughs)
1: Oh, sorry. Because this deer has taken shelter of me, how can I neglect it? Even though it is disturbing my spiritual life, I cannot ignore it. To neglect a helpless person who has taken shelter of me would be a great fault. So there he is thinking, "Yep. I am the protector. Yeah,
0: I have to this is my responsibility."
1: Which which, you know, it it is technically you know, but at the same time, if it's...
0: I think it's the, to the, when it's to the extent that you're no longer focusing on yeah. your spiritual path, that's when it, it becomes something that is kind a of hazard. keeping you here in this world. Yeah. Not to say it's not a good thing, but it's not helping you ascend to the, to the next platform. Yeah. You're just kind of staying in this cycle. One day, as Bharat was meditating, he began as usual to think of the <laughs> deer instead of the Lord. Breaking his concentration, he glanced around to see where the deer was. And when he could not discover it, His mind became agitated, like that of a miser who has lost his money. He got up and searched the area around his ashram, but the deer was nowhere to be found. Bharat thought,
1: When will my deer return? is Is it safe from tigers and other animals? When shall I again see it wandering in my garden, eating the soft green grasses?
0: As the day wore on and the deer still did not return, Bharat became overwhelmed with anxiety.
1: Has my deer been eaten by a wolf or a dog? Has it been attacked by a herd of wild boars, or by a tiger who travels alone? The sun is now setting, and the poor animal who has trusted me, since its mother died, has not yet returned.
0: He remembered how the deer would play with him, touching him with the points of its soft, fuzzy horns. He remembered how he would sometimes push the deer away from him, pretending to be annoyed with it for disturbing his worship or meditation, and how it would then immediately become fearful and sit down motionless, a short distance away.
1: My deer is exactly like a little prince. Oh, when will he again return? When will he again pacify my wounded heart?
0: Unable to restrain himself, Barat set out after the deer, following its tiny hoofprints in the moonlight. In his madness, he began to talk to himself.
1: This creature was so dear to me that I feel as though I have lost my own son. Due to the burning fever of separation, I feel as if I were in the middle of a blazing forest fire. My heart is now blazing with distress.
0: While frantically searching for the lost deer along the dangerous forest paths, Bharat suddenly fell and was fatally injured. Wow. Just like that. Mm -hmm. Lying there at the point of death, he saw that his deer had suddenly appeared and was sitting at his side, watching over him just like a loving son. Thus, at the moment of his death, the king's mind was focused completely on the deer. Mm. In the Bhagavad Gita, we learn that
1: Whatever state of being one remembers when he quits his body, that state he will attain without fail Wow Whatever state of being one remembers when he quits his body, that state he will attain without fail So, lesson from this is Death can come at any time
0: Yeah, and you saw how much devotion he was doing, but still, that that last thought. He wasn't old. He
1: He said he quit the kingdom as a young man, you know, and dedicated his life. And it was not like we read in the Bhagavad Gita in the last episode it wasn't false giving up. He gave up the kingdom. He didn't want the power, didn't need it, you know, he said, okay.
0: Yeah. And now. well, I think the the point here is too, because some people might say, well, if all you have to do is remember him at the, at the end of life, then just remember, you know, just be ready to remember him. It's like, it's not that simple. You never know when it's about to be the you end. You never know
1: when death is going to happen. It could sure. happen
0: instantly. He had a few moments at least before death, but yeah. you never know what's going to happen. And secondly, even if you did, you're, we're creatures of habit. Like yes. we tend to not like yeah. change. We tend to do certain things mindlessly because we've done this so many times. So when it comes to something like that, when you're already freaking out and or not feeling well, whatever, your mind's going to wander through its trained paths. Uh, no, which is sure, why he was trying to train his mind and all that to focus and meditate and and be like you know above, like realize that he is the soul, like fully realize that. But due to attachment, even though he did all of that, at the end of his life, he was thinking about this deer.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like and in... not the
0: Lord or his soul or.
1: Yeah, like your brother can. Surely a test, like you know, in the military, they make us do all kinds of drills under high and high, high pressure situations. Yeah, so that hey man, you know, you, you practice clearing or building a certain way, or you practice doing you know, whatever, how I'm gonna react when I'm under fire. All of that training, 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 just for the one time you might need it. Yeah, that oh my god, my life's in danger. But because I've practiced over and over and over, it's muscle memory, I know how I'm going to react. Someone jumps on me, I, I pull my gun, I know, you know, I don't even think about it. It's second yeah. nature. So sure. we have to live, excuse me, uh, we have to live in such a way that
0: we train remembering online. Krishna
1: is second nature. So that when death, surprise, here I am, yeah. you're, even if you're scared, <clears throat> God, my nose, even if you're scared, yeah. Uh,
0: it's like, oh, Krishna,
1: Krishna, like, you know, yeah. my time of death is here, but you're remembering him without, uh... Yeah, to to reach and out so for him at re- the end. You know, it's instead. so easy to understand, again, up here. Yeah. But really, like... It's not easy. It's not easy, because, you know, think about when you almost run your car off the road, what's your first reaction? Oh, shit! Wait, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that's,
1: that's the last thing that's going through your mind right <laughs> before you ran into a tree and you're dead. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) King Bharat becomes a deer. In his next life, King Bharat entered the body of a deer. Most living entities are not able to remember their past lives, but because of the spiritual progress the king had made in his previous incarnation, he could, even though in the body of a deer... Oh, he could, even though in the body of a deer, understand the cause of his taking birth in that body. He began to lament...
1: What a fool I was. God, that would be awful. (laughs) What a fool I was. I have fallen from the path of self-realization. I gave up my family and kingdom and went to a solitary holy place in the forest to meditate, thinking, I'm leaving it all behind, where I always contemplated the Lord of the universe. But due to my foolishness, I let my mind become attached to all things, or of all things, a deer. And now I have just received such a body. No one is to blame but myself. So unlike the queens, and uh, the king and the queens are, are in the yeah. other story, or the, the queen Krita duty, right? She mm-hmm. starts cursing fate, right, or God. Oh, it's he oh, still has wow, the wherewithal to know, to know that it was not, knows, It was oh, his man, action. That was my bad. Yeah. So you know,
0: but even as a deer barat having learned a valuable lesson was able to continue his progress in self-realization he became detached from all material desires he no longer cared for the succulent green grasses nor did he give a thought to how long his antlers would grow similarly he gave up the company of all deer 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 geez male and female alike leaving his mother in the kalanjara mountains where he had been born He returned to Pulaha Pulaha Ashram, the very place where he had practiced meditation in his previous life. But this time, he was careful never to forget the supreme personality of Godhead. Staying near the hermitage of the great saints and sages and avoiding all contact with materialists, he lived very simply, eating only hard, dry leaves. Mm -hmm. When the time (laughs) of death came and Bharat was leaving the body of the deer, he loudly uttered the following prayer.
1: The Supreme Personality of Godhead is the source of all knowledge, the controller of the entire creation, and the super soul within the heart of every living being. He is beautiful and attractive. I am quitting this body, offering obeisances unto Him, and hoping that I may perpetually engage in His transcendental loving service. So, not praying, please take me out of the material world. Just Just praying, please. please Let me keep remembering you and, and doing service for you.
0: We see. Yeah, he, he did the second time around. He, he did better. Turned it around. Yeah. He did a 180. <laughs> the the life of Judd Bharat. In his next life, King Bharat took birth in the family of a pure, saintly Brahmana priest. In the family of a pure, saintly Brahmana priest, and was known as Judd Bharat. By the Lord's mercy, he could again remember his past lives. In the Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna says,
1: "From me comes remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness."
0: And as he grew up, Judd Bharat became very much afraid of his friends and relatives because they were very materialistic and not at all interested in making spiritual progress. The boy was in constant anxiety, for he feared that by their influence, he would again fall down into animal life. Therefore, although he was very intelligent, he behaved just like a madman. He pretended to be dull, blind, and deaf, so that mundane people would not try to talk to him. Wow.
1: Smart cookie there. Committed man. to the
0: bit. He's like, I'm not dealing with this. No, I'm out, yeah. peace. You guys are going to drag me down here. But instead of yelling at them or trying to fight with them, he just, he just said, let me just he withdrew focus on my... yeah. Just, nah,
1: nah, nah, and he I'm, focused
0: on his thoughts of Krishna and let them do whatever they were going to do. Yeah. But within himself, he was always thinking of the Lord and chanting his glories, which alone can save one from repeated birth and death. Jad Bharat's father was filled with affection for his son, and in his heart... He hoped that Jadbarat would someday become a learned scholar. Therefore, he tried to teach him the intricacies of Vedic knowledge. But Jadbarat purposely behaved like a fool so that his father would abandon his attempts to instruct him. If his father told him to do something, he would do exactly the opposite. Wow, I think a lot of parents are familiar with that. <coughs> <laughs> <Yep. clears throat> Nevertheless, Jadbarat's father... I wonder
1: how many little Jadbarats are actually running around. They're like... Just doing it intentionally to drive yeah. you nuts. They know there's a great soul living right there next to you, and you have no idea.
0: Yeah, and I guess
1: everyone is a great soul. It just oh,
0: how okay. how how under the guise of yeah. illusion we are is what it is. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, Jud Barrett's father, until the time of his death, always tried to instruct the boy. Well, he never gave he up. Never gave up. Jud Barrett's nine half brothers considered him dull and brainless, and when their father died, they abandoned all attempts to educate him. They could not understand Jad Bharat's inner spiritual advancement, but Jad Bharat never protested their mistreatment, for he was completely liberated from the bodily concept of life. Whatever food came his way, he would accept it and eat, whether it was much or little, palatable or unpalatable. Since he was in full transcendental consciousness, he was not disturbed by material dualities like heat and cold. His body was as strong as a bull's, and his limbs were very muscular. He did not care for winter's cold summer's heat wind or rain because his body was perpetually dirty his spiritual knowledge and effulgence were covered just like a valuable gem covered by dirt and grime Mm. each day he was insulted and neglected by ordinary people who considered him to be nothing more than a useless fool wow Wow. Yeah,
1: man, dude, it's kind of a shame because you see, like, you know, the, yeah. so many homeless people and whatnot on the side of the road. And, and know, just the way people teach each other, like in high school, that. for instance, like that I mean, kind of, like, stereotypical yeah, high school yeah. experience where someone is
0: different, Not therefore thinking, you treat them differently.
1: Wow, you know, inside this person is no different than me. Yeah. Um. And it, it's also funny because the dad seems like, obviously, well, he said he was born to a pure Brahmin, so Yeah. So the dad, he did his duty, right? Even though his son was... You know, supposedly challenged. Yeah, that actually confused like, me a little nope, bit because they said. I, I'm doing my duty. My duty is to try to instruct this kid, right? As a yeah, a, as a guru, right? You're but the I, father, you're the guru, you're trying to. But I the almost... kids, the, the the brothers, they're materialistic. Right. And he could sense that immediately, and once he died, they sh- they proved him right, right? Oh yeah. They, their duty, according to Dharma, should have been oh take care of our brother him. can't take care of himself our father is dead now yeah. it's our duty to take care of him but they're like nah man yeah we did so a play he, about this once it was real fun yeah i no, got this to play i got to play story. the butthead
0: older brother instructing him on behalf of the father and and gora gora played the yeah. like bonehead uh, judd barrett who's playing dumb and just like i was yeah. teaching him how to like put on clothing and he was tucking his stuff into my clothes because so <laughs> i'd say tuck it in yeah. and he'd go okay and just start tucking it in it was it was a good time we had cool. a good time yeah no, that's but a um great story i love it it's really good. I was a little confused by that actually, though. Uh, what you're talking about here, because the one part I wasn't sure I 100% understood was they did say um, that his duh, 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 that his like family, his his uh, relatives and friends were very material materialistic um, and not really interested in making spiritual progress. But then later they were saying that his father was trying to teach him Vedic knowledge. But they never singled out his father and said that he wasn't also materialistic. So I almost wonder. If he was born into a family of brahmanas but you know like you said there's so many yeah, the branches of vedas family. because they may have been studying a cast of vedas that maybe or, or oh, a different yeah. section of vedas that maybe wasn't quite as spiritual i don't know i don't know that i'm just asking if you know well from seems... what i
1: understand here so if you look in the beginning it says king Bharat took birth in the family of a pure saintly, saintly brahmana priest. priest so so he the, was so pure. he was
0: pure just the rest of his family had kind of got taken yeah, in and by in,
1: uh in the bhagavad-gita like okay you know Again, that Krishna talks about the, the person who sees with equal vision, right? Yeah. So when you're given the opportunity through your karma to be t- given, right, you make some spiritual advancement, you make, you, you do a lot of good things in your life. Well, in your karma, you know, if you're not a liberated person, yeah. your next life you're going to take birth, but it's not like you start over from nothing. Right. You pick up where you left off, or you're given an opportunity to pick up where you left off. Right now it's up to you, okay, you're, you're given, uh, and, and Krishna says, right. You know, he has the opportunity you, you to be realized again. You can be born again. into a, yeah, uh, uh, the family of like a brahmana or someone right. who's very knowledgeable or you can be born into a family that has a lot of money so you don't have to worry mm. about working.
0: But then, right. who's That's to say, you won't get distracted. Exactly.
1: That's an opportunity for you to say, you know what, I don't have to work. I don't have to go to school. I right. have all the money I need. I'm going to focus on Krishna. But would you, but you make that choice? It, exactly. And, So that's where our, like, free will comes in. Krishna gives you the opportunity. It's up to you whether, you know, you can choose to enjoy or you can choose to say, I don't need it. Here he is choosing, even though he was, he could have sat there and became a really great scholar, learned all this stuff, but because he remembered his last lives, he's like, the whole point of all these instructions my dad is trying to teach me, the ultimate essence of it is, I'm not this body, I'm a spirit soul. I should worship Krishna. So he's like, I don't need what you're trying to teach me, because yeah. I, I, trust me, I remember.
0: Yeah. So, so he just doesn't want so to he get. Doesn't, he doesn't he, want to he get distracted. All of it, right. not
1: just, you know. Yeah. It's very, uh, it's really interesting.
0: Wow. Uh, where are we, okay, uh, here we go. Judd Barrett's Barrett. only wages were the small portions of unpalatable food provided by his brothers, who made him work like a slave in the fields. But he was unable to perform even simple tasks satisfactorily, because he did not know where to spread dirt or where to make the ground level. For food, his brothers gave him broken rice, rice chaff, oil cakes, warm-eaten grains, and burned grains that had stuck to the bottom of the cooking pots. But Judd Barrett gladly accepted all of this as if it were nectar, and he never held any grudges. Mm. He thus displayed the symptoms of a perfectly self-realized soul. Wow, that's some dedication and some real humbleness there. Yep. Once a leader of a band of thieves and murderers went to the temple of the goddess Bhadrakali Badrakali, to offer and sacrifice a dull, unintelligent human being resembling an animal. Such sacrifices are nowhere mentioned in the Vedas, and were concocted by the robbers for the purpose of gaining material wealth. Their plan was foiled, however, when the man who was to have been sacrificed escaped. So the chief robber, sent, oh, however, the man, oh, when the man who was to have been sacrificed escaped, the chief robber sent his henchmen out to find him. Searching through fields and forests in the darkness of night, the robbers came to a rice field and saw Judd Bharat, who was sitting on high ground guarding the field against the attacks of wild boars. The robbers thought Judd Bharat would be a perfect sacrifice, their faces shining with happiness. The robbers bound him with strong ropes and brought him to the temple of the goddess Kali. Judd Bharat, because of his complete faith in the protection of the Supreme Lord, did not protest. There is a song by a famous spiritual master that reads...
1: My lord, I am now, obviously it's translated from Sanskrit. My lord, I am now surrendered unto you. I am your eternal servant, and if you like, you can kill me, or if you like, you can protect me. In any case, I am fully surrendered unto you.
0: The robbers bathed Judd dressed him in new silk garments, and decorated him with ornaments and garlands. They fed him a sumptuous last meal, and brought him before the goddess, whom they worshipped with songs and prayers. Judd was forced to sit before the deity. Then one of the thieves, acting as the chief priest, raised a razor sharp sword to slit Judbarat's throat, so they could offer Kali his warm blood as liquor.
1: Um but the- in the just quick who goddess Kali is. Uh so she's one of the demigods, you know and
0: <clears throat> Demigods are sort of like as sim. I don't want to say exactly like, but kinda of how they like angels are servants of God that kinda of carry out his wishes on like yeah. a higher plane yeah, than yeah. us to some extent. They're more like in connection with it, even though they're still in the material yeah. world. I feel like demigods are um, often similar in that sense of like they're kind of like like demi like semi semi like semi god. Like they're more godlike than we are, but they're still not god. They're still yeah, just a spirit a given, soul.
1: They're they're basically servants of the demigods are servants of you can think about it like this, right? God is the chief programmer. He designed right. the entire world. The the universe, whatever. He he's the chief mastermind, the architect. But the architect doesn't necessarily have to go in and make all the changes to the code. He hires people right. underneath him, and he or says, like, "Hey, how you, you know what? You take care of this aspect yeah. of this program. You take care of this aspect." So I like what the demigods are there Kings for. have generals and exactly. and gardeners and, and chefs, and... but ultimately, yeah,
0: it's the same thing. It it's just like he creates the structure and people to maintain the structure. He puts so goddess Kali
1: was she's a demigod that presides over kind of the more the darker aspects of creation, the mode of ignorance. Uh, a lot of times people worship her for, you know, you know, kind of like what you would consider like the voodoo, right. dark arts type of stuff. People who want to get, you know...
0: But I don't think she actually wants them to do these things. She
1: doesn't. And, and well, yeah, exactly. It says here, nowhere is it prescribed in the Vedas. But That's these she, people to do this. start they, twisting yeah. and thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to make these sacrifices and it's going to please her and yeah. we're going to get quick material gains from it and...
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: they're obviously deluded.
0: Yeah. But the goddess could not bear this. She understood that the sinful thieves were about to kill a great devotee of the Lord. Suddenly, the form of the deity burst open and the goddess herself appeared, her body burning with an intense, intolerable effulgence. The infuriated goddess flashed her blazing eyes and displayed her fierce, curved teeth. Her eyes, crimson orbs, glowered. And she appeared as if she were prepared to destroy the entire cosmos leaping violently from the altar she quickly decap- decapitated all the mm. rogues and thieves with the very sword with which they had intended to kill the saint judd barrett <coughs> wow look at that she saw him as a devotee of the lord and protected him like, yep, no. judd instructs king rahugana <coughs> this is the next section after his escape from the Kali temple, Jad Bharat continued his wanderings, remaining aloof from ordinary materialistic men. One day, as King of Savera was being carried through the district on a palaquin resting on the shoulders of several servants, the men, who were fatigued, began to falter. Realizing they would need another carrier to, carrier to help them cross the Ikshumati River, the king's servants began searching for someone. Soon, they saw, they saw Jad Bharat, who appeared to be a good choice, because he was very young and strong as an ox but because he saw all living things as beings as his brothers judbar could not perform this task very well as he walked he kept stopping to be sure that he wasn't stepping on any ants (laughs) according to the subtle but precise laws of reincarnation all living entities must remain for a specific length of time in a particular body before being promoted to a higher form when an animal is killed before its time the soul must return to that same species to complete its engage, engagement in that type of body.
1: Oh, yeah, that's what I was... That's what you were saying earlier, there. yeah. yeah.
0: Therefore, the Vedas enjoin that one should always avoid whimsically killing other living beings. Whimsically, wow.
1: So, if it's called for, you know... If they are aggressing, trying yourself, to kill you, trying to hurt sure, your family. But if it's N- unnecessary, don't yeah. do it.
0: Making your life unlivable, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, try to <laughs> not just do it just because... <clears throat> Probably a good rule of thumb anyway. <clears throat> Unaware of what was causing the delay, King Rahugana shouted, What is going on? Oh, sorry. Let's well, you. no, I was going to say, shouted. you
1: want to read sure. King Rahugana, and then I'll read Judd read because okay. they're going to have a conversation. King Rahugana
0: shouted, What is going on? Can't you carry this thing properly? Why is my palaquin shaking like this? Hearing the threatening voice of the king, the frightened servants replied that the disturbance was being caused by Jud Bharat. Throw
1: him under the bus. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's <Jim, laughs> not me, it's
0: The king angrily chastised him, sarcastically accusing Jud Bharat of cal- carrying the palaquin like a weak, skinny, tired old man. But Jud Bharat, who understood his true spiritual identity, knew that he was not this body. He was neither fat nor thin, nor did he have anything to do with the lump of flesh and bones that comprised his body. They really make the body sound so unappealing. It's amazing. You're I like, know. oh, flesh, bones, blood, yeah. pus, whatever.
1: Which it really is. Like if you uh, about it, we, yeah. sh- we spend so much it time is. trying to pretty it up, you know, makeup or God. You, like I love seeing the, the stupid little ads for at work in the hospital, especially. It's so ironic. These old dying people, like not always old, but just kind of laying yeah. in bed, wrinkly, you know, just unappealing, unattractive. Um physically and they're there and you you see the dove commercials come on or the you know the Neutrogena skin cream make yourself look 10 years younger and you have these women that are like in their 60s swearing that oh I look like I'm back in my 40s and like yeah who I it it blows my mind because I'm like who cares if you're balding it's attachment to your wrinkles like yeah you're only going to hold that off for so long, and all you're doing is spending all this time and effort. I want to look and, younger. I want to look and younger. And your mental energy
0: is spent there on how yeah. you look yeah. to such an extent. It
1: creates so much anxiety. Like, yeah. oh, man, my crow's feet. like.
0: Yeah. yeah. I got bags I, under I, I my eyes for days. I'm never getting rid of them.
1: Yeah, I can't relate, but- <sighs>
0: I, I think I have probably a little bit of that, not to that extent, but I definitely am like more for aware sure, of what yeah. I look and like wanting to dress nice or whatever. But no, for sure. not to say you can't present yourself nicely. But well, the yeah. attachment to it, there's a line there. If you have you're to be not careful on the level
1: of, of job Barrett, yeah, you, need you have to do some your of it. Duty. Yeah, you know, I I can't walk yeah. around looking homeless and getting right. fired from my job because then I can't provide for my family. So there is a balance, obviously. Yeah. But when you get wrapped up in it, when you're when you stray off yeah. course, it's then not it's good. like it's just it's like quicksand it's
0: easy to go we we've we've gone like full everybody has that tendency but we've like gone like head over heels into that tendency of like marketing for it and making it like your life goal and all that and i think that's when you get yeah and then and then it becomes more natural for you to want to do that because you feel like everybody else wants that and whatever all right um he knew where he oh there he is he knew that he was an he being Bharat, in case we talked for a minute, so he knew that he was an eternal spirit soul situated within the body like a driver within a machine. Therefore, Jad Bharat remained unaffected by the king's angry criticism. Even if the king were to order him killed, he would not have cared, because he knew that the soul is eternal and can never be killed. As Lord Krishna says in the Gita,
1: the soul is not slain when the body is slain.
0: Judd oh, Barrett, that's good. That
1: little sentence that you just read before my quote there, Yeah. I guess that answers the, what I was complaining about the, you know, the kids talking back. And yeah. Nope. Yeah, doesn't matter. It's just took it to me, Krishna, thank
0: you. <laughs> not affecting your soul, yeah. Uh, Easy to say, again, like you said, harder to live.
1: I have so much work to do on myself. Oh, my God. It's, don't <laughs>
0: don't You're not alone. Jud Barrett remained silent and kept carrying the palanquin as before, but the king, unable to control his temper, shouted, You rascal! What are you doing? Don't you know that I am your master? For your disobedience, I shall now punish you!
1: My dear king, said Judd Barrett, whatever you have said about me is true. You seem to think that I have not labored hard enough to carry your palanquin. That is true because actually I am not carrying your palanquin at all. My body is carrying it, but I am not my body. You cannot accuse me of... No, you accuse me. You accuse me of not being very stout and strong, but this merely shows your ignorance of the spirit soul. The body may be fat or thin, weak or strong, but no learned man would say such things about the real self within. As far as my soul is concerned, it is neither fat nor skinny. Therefore, you are correct when you say that I am not very strong.
0: Shudbarat then began to instruct the king further, saying,
1: You think you are lord and master, and you are therefore trying to command me. But this is also incorrect, because these positions are ephemeral. Today you are a king, and I am your servant, but in our next lives our positions may be reversed. And literally he was the emperor even yeah. over this dude. I mean, he, he was the emperor yeah, in of the, the world here. Uh, you may be my servant, and I your master.
0: Just as the waves of the ocean bring pieces of straw together and then break them apart, the force of eternal time brings living entities together in temporary relationships, such as master and servant, and then breaks them apart and rearranges them.
1: I love that analogy with the ocean and the sand or straw. straw? Because it's like... You think you're the shit, and then you realize like we literally we just watched Horton Hears a Who the other day, yeah. like the, it's a good the new movie. one with Jim Carrey, and all, such a good movie. I love that, and I love the Lorax rendition that they did because I read the books the beta. Yeah, but that Horton Hears a Who is perfect. The little dudes on that speck thinking, Nah, man, we're we're the shit, and then until so they realize like, Oh no, we're not. Like yeah, so and then the the sheer magnitude of the ocean that's Krishna. The the time,
0: the creation, whatever, we're just
1: a little speck. And when you really think about it, it's like, oh, my God, all the things that we take seriously. um, Like astronauts that go up to the space station and they see the whole globe. Yeah. Almost all of them come back down and they realize, like, oh, my God.
0: We're so tiny.
1: Why are we not, like, working together and doing, you know, the the big picture view. Uh, In any case, Judd Barrett continued. Who is master and who is servant everyone is forced to act by the laws of material nature therefore no one is master and no one is servant
0: the vedas explain that the human beings in this material world are like actors on a stage performing under the direction of a superior on stage one actor may play the role of a master and another the role of his servant but they are both actually the servants of the director in the same way all living entities are the servants of the Supreme Lord Shri Krishna. Their roles as master and servants, masters and servants in the material world are temporary and imaginary. After explaining all of this to King Rahuguna, Bharat said,
1: "If you still think that you are the master and I am the servant, I shall accept this. please order me. What can I do for you?
0: King Rahuguna, who had been trained in spiritual science was astonished to hear the teachings of jadbarat recognizing him as a saintly person the king quickly descended from his palaquin his material conception of himself as a great monarch had been obliterated and he fell humbly to the ground his body outstretched offering obeisances his head at the feet of the holy man O oh, saintly person why are you moving through the world unknown to others who are you where do you live why have you come to this place Oh, spiritual master, I am blind to spiritual knowledge. Please tell me how I may advance in spiritual life. King Rahugana's behavior here, that's the end quote. Mm -hmm. King Rahugana's behavior is exemplary. The Vedas declare that everyone, even kings, must approach a spiritual master to gain knowledge of the soul and the process of reincarnation.
1: Um, It's interesting because again here, right, it says, King Rahugana, who had been trained in spiritual science. So yeah. again, he also knew, just like those queens, yeah. he knew up here, but he didn't fully
0: we still identify Jad with his power. Jadbarra
1: knew it up here and understood it in here, and yeah. therefore he was completely unfazed. Whereas he understood it, but he couldn't quite apply it to, the king couldn't quite apply it to every interaction in his yeah. life, whereas Jabbar could. And, uh, and that's what you need the spiritual master from, and... Jad Bharat, or in the form of the deer, right? What did Jad Bharat do? He went to the sages, and he sat there and listened at the ashrams. That was his spiritual master. He listened and listened and listened with complete submissiveness, and therefore he, you know, he... uh, And now he is going to, in turn, do the same thing to the king. Yeah, it's kind of poetic. Jad Bharat replied, "...because his mind is full of material desires..." The living entity takes on different bodies in this material world to enjoy and suffer the pleasures and pains brought about by material activity.
0: When one sleeps at night, one's mind creates many dreamlike situations of enjoyment and suffering. A man may dream that he is associating with a beautiful woman, but this enjoyment is illusory. He may also dream that he is being chased by a tiger, but the anxiety he experiences is also unreal. In the same way, Material happiness and distress are simply mental creations based on identification with the material body and material possessions. When one awakens to his original spiritual consciousness, he sees that he has nothing to do with these things. One accomplishes this by concentrating one's mind in meditation upon the Supreme Lord.
1: Mm.
0: One who fails to constantly fix his mind on the Supreme Lord and render service to him must undergo the cycle of birth and death Described by Jad Bharat.
1: The condition of the mind causes births in different types of bodies, Jad Bharat said. These bodies may be those of many different species, for when one uses the mind to understand spiritual knowledge, he gets a higher body. And when one uses it only for obtaining material pleasure, he receives a lower body. Uh, I guess I'll read that. Jad Bharat compared the mind to a flame in a lamp when the flame burns the wick improperly the the lamp is blackened with soot but when the lamp is filled with clarified butter and the flame burns properly the lamp produces brilliant illumination the mind is absorbed in material light or the mind absorbed in material life brings endless suffering in the cycle of reincarnation but when the mind is used to cultivate spiritual knowledge it brings about the original brightness
0: of spiritual life Judd then warned the king
1: as long as one identifies with the material body one must wander throughout the unlimited universes in different species of life therefore the uncontrolled mind is the greatest enemy of the living being my dear King Rahugana as long as the conditioned soul accepts the material body and is not freed from the contamination of material enjoyment, and as long as he does not conquer his senses and his mind and come to the platform of self-realization by awakening his spiritual knowledge, he is forced to wander in different places and in different forms in this
0: material world. Judd Bharat then revealed his own past lives.
1: In a previous birth, I was known as King Bharat, and I'm sure King Rhaegar knows who, kn- that yeah. who that was. Knew who so that was. He's like, oh damn. In a previous birth, I was known as King Barat. I attained perfection by becoming completely detached from material activities. He's not tooting his horn there. He's about to show him just yeah. how low you can fall. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was fully engaged in the service of the Lord, but I relaxed my control over my mind and became so affectionate to a small deer that I neglected my spiritual duties. At the time of death, I could think of nothing but this deer. So in my next life, I had to accept the body of a deer.
0: Judd Bharat concluded his teachings by informing the king that those who desire freedom from the cycle of reincarnation must always associate with self-realized devotees of the Lord. Only by associating with exalted devotees can one attain the perfection of knowledge and cut to pieces the illusory associations of this material world. Yeah, I like the fact you know it's like it's like when you're real with people. It's he's like telling him like this is like he's not like trying to hide and pretend that he's been this perfect entity. Yeah. You know he's really truly surrendered to his own flaws and yeah. the more reality he of saying, the situation. I was King Bar. You should show no. more respect to me. No. He's
1: like that's who I was, and then look, I want to become a. Look dude. what happened to me. He's only using it not as a way of flouting or you know it's a way to teach ego. It was just. Dude, learn from my mistake.
0: Yeah, I was I was once yep. high and mighty too, and look what happened yep. to me, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Which
1: I think coming from that, it hits it even harder because the king's like, oh crap, like. Yeah. Oof.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Unless one has the opportunity to get the association of the devotees of the Lord, he can never understand the first thing about spiritual life. The absolute truth is revealed only to one who has attained the mercy of a great devotee. Because in the assembly of pure devotees, there is no question of discussing material subjects like politics and sociology. <laughs> in an assembly of pure devotees, there is discussion only of the qualities, forms, and pastimes of the supreme personality mm. of Godhead, wow. who is praised and worshipped with full attention. Oof.
1: I got some work to do. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love it. There was no question of discussing material subjects like politics and man it's so much of it. I love we've how discussed. these stories
1: they start off as like you know, oh, it's like Prabhupada goes in like a needle out like a yeah. what's this in like a needle out like a um oh crap, I can't remember like as
0: lance or something
1: yeah, in like a needle out like a lance or something, something you just yeah.
0: oh, critical hit Sneaks up on you k o finish him, yeah. All right. This and is the simple this, secret. Yeah, this is the simple secret by which one can revive his dormant spiritual consciousness, end forever the vicious cycle of reincarnation, and return to a life of eternal pleasure in the spiritual world. After receiving lessons from the great devotee Jad Bharat, King Rahugana became fully aware of the constitutional position of the soul and completely gave up the bodily conception of life which chains the inherently pure soul to the endless cycle of birth and death in the material world. Mm. And that is the end of that story.
1: I love it. Now my favorite one. We'll read the
0: third story next time.
1: We could do it over this weekend if you want.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening again. Let us know uh, if you have anything to add or any other books. But uh, we'll be back. Yep. A couple of days with another episode.
1: Hare Krishna. Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you. Tell a friend.